0: Podcast. This is Jim Reamer. We're recording episode 157 right now. We have a sort of a special podcast for you guys. We, we've got our Hot Takes podcast that we're going to do every year. My uh, one of my podcasting partners, Zach Tyler, does not enjoy the weekly Hot Take segment, so we've decided to. And, and it's tough to do a Hot Take every week. Uh, so we've decided to do one podcast to start the year, see if we can't make some bold predictions, or see if we can't—I um, don't know—just throw something out there uh, that's you know that maybe goes beyond just a normal opinion and the evaluations that we do on a regular basis. I do want to get some recruiting updates here read right off before we move on to that, because um, other than that, it's it's we're going to be joined by by Dominique Neely, Kyler Staley, and, and Zach Tyler. But let me get these recruiting updates out of the way. Uh, we've had three commitments this past week. We had Ian Rash from Northwood committed to Grace. Grace also picked up uh, Gage Sefton uh, out of uh, Blackhawk Christian. Both those guys were versatile versatile players. Sefton more of a wing Rash probably at that level is, is more of maybe like a power forward type. Uh, Sean Arnold from Ben Davis committed to St. Thomas Aquinas, a division two school in New York. They were heavily recruiting him. They, he was their priority. Matt backs, former Ben Davis or former Marion giant. um, He was front and center on Sean's recruiting as, as he's trying to make a dent into Indiana and did a great job with, with Sean and, uh, Sean committed this past week. And then one more little tidbit. Ethan McComb picked up a preferred walk-on spot at Butler. And right now that's listed as just an offer. Uh, We don't have a whole lot going on in his recruiting. He is an outstanding shooter at Center Grove, also a senior. All these kids that I've named off are seniors. But uh, he would be certainly, you know, a kid that would be great in that role. And who knows, you know, if he gets stronger, maybe even squeaks out another inch or two, be a niche shooter for them. I mean, he's that kind of a shooter. He's going to he's gonna have some big games this year for Center Grove. Him and um, him and Ankney are going to be a great backcourt for Coach Hahn down there. And I'm sure Coach Hahn played a big role in Butler's interest in Ethan. But uh, being a walk-on at Butler, Butler has a tradition of playing their walk-ons. Uh, they have a tradition of valuing their walk-ons. So that may be a situation where you end up uh, seeing him earn a role going forward, but um, you know, so that's a great that's a great situation for him. I don't know if he's committed yet or what he's thinking, but all right, there the is there. We we'll take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with again with Dominique Neely, Kyler Staley, and Zach Tyler will join me, and we'll go through our hot takes. All right, we're bringing in Zach Tyler. After we've done all the previews he's here Kyler Staley Dominic Neely do what? I'm here you're here physically here
1: physically here again.
0: We need to start putting some of these videos up <laughs> you start looking at that if Facebook or if if uh, Twitter is gonna crumble we need to um, we need to develop other other avenues definitely posting cross posting on Facebook this year definitely doing that. And uh but but uh that's that can't be anybody's hot take that Twitter's going to die. <laughs> this is a this is a feature that Zach hates. Uh. Came up with it last year. I don't even remember what my first hot take was, but Zach hated it. We kind of went away with it. Plus, it's hard to come up with hot take every damn week. Some of us may only have two hot takes today. I've got two and a half. I found the third one a little tougher than. But I, I enjoy it. I think we all need a good hot take. And, and then we got a new feature this year. We're doing locks, locks of the week where everybody that's, that's potting picks two, two games that are going to be lock, like winners. Who's going to win this week? Pick whatever game you want, I guess. The easier that looks, the more we'll make fun of you. And you can make <laughs> fun of me too. I'm starting on the hot takes. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't think this is like too hot of a take, but it's, I don't know. Just start off a little warm. Maybe. Almost I don't like, know. It feels kind of it can it can be hot.
1: Luke lukewarm takes.
0: No, yeah, it could be lukewarm takes. Mr. Basketball will not come from central Indiana this year.
2: I like it. <laughs> I like it. Zach's, Ryan, Zach's mine, screwed. Of Zach of is screwed. Ah,
0: See, Zach is screwed. I knew six. it. That's why I had to go first. Because I knew that. Be, I'll I'll I knew that. if nothing else you were gonna be a homer.
1: Gosh dang, thank you. Yeah, at least were people gonna know be, that about me.
0: You were going to be a Homer. You were going to pick somebody out of LaVille.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that much of a Homer. Jeez, calm down. Wait,
0: wait, I meant pen. I meant Penn. My fault. There you
1: go. Now you're going the right way. Dang it.
0: I want, yeah, that was, my, that was my hot take. It's been my hot take for about three weeks. And. It's, <laughs> And I'm not necessarily saying it's gonna be Marcus Burton, but but I mean it's it's uh you know he's gonna I think he's gonna own the north. I think he's gonna own the north. I think he's gonna get people who vote for him because he's going to Notre Dame. He's gonna get people that vote for him because he's going to a state school, he's gonna have people that vote for him because they're tired of Indianapolis. I think he's gonna have people that vote for him because obviously Penn will should be very good this year. Um, and i and i think the, the but the main thing is is he's going to own the north i i think he's going to get and some of that will be the some sort of indianapolis marion county eh, backlash is probably too strong of a word but but i i think he, if not no one's going to split the vote with him you know we'll have a podcast later dominique since you're kind of new to all this with us We'll have a podcast later. And Kyler wasn't part of this last year either. We, we'll have a podcast later in the, in the season where we talk about Mr. Basketball. And, and I treat it very much like a, like a, an electoral college process where, where are you getting your votes from? You know, are people in Southern Indiana going to vote for, you know, Joe, I mean, Joey Hart's going to get vote, going to get votes, but, but, you know, where are those votes coming from? And, does somebody split it with him? Is there somebody in the Indianapolis area that splits it with say Booker? if everybody thinks Booker's the I I, I don't think Central Indiana is going to produce Mr. Basketball this year. Um, I don't know if Colvin would take some votes away if what kind of year he has. I don't know if guys like you know Zane Dowdy at, at Ben Davis or Logan Imes, uh, Sam Orm. Uh, we can go around this. We can go around central Indiana. Those guys are all going to take votes. Those guys are all going to get votes, even if it's just from local people, you know, even if it's just Coach Osborne voting for Sam Moore, you know, uh, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if, you know, Coach Carlisle votes for Zane or Sheridan Sharp or, you know, whomever has the better year between those two or, um, you know, and there's going to be others that take votes away, and I, I just think that Central Indiana is not going to produce Mr. Basketball this year. Any uh, any rebuttal on that, other than Zach be taking away Zach's hot take?
3: Yeah, thanks. I think uh, – Zach's down to think, one hot take. Yep. I think uh, Marcus Burton has a, uh, a nice couple of games there to showcase himself against, you know, in Central Indiana, you know, against Ben Davis. I guess yep. at Newcastle Hall of Fame on a big stage, and then – against Zionsville at, at Southport on December 10th. So he's definitely going to have the stage as well. So that's in his favor. And, and when
0: Imes has been motivated, he's watching Imes and Colvin go at each other in a, in a matchup earlier. I mean, Imes clearly got the better end of that deal. I mean, he's, he's a tremendous defender. And, and Sheridan Sharp at Ben Davis is a tremendous defender. And, of course, Ben Davis can throw bodies at him if Sheridan's out of the game. So, yeah, Marcus will have a chance. He'll have a chance to prove his worth. And, that, and you know, he goes out and has a bad game, you know, especially at the Hall of Fame. Could hurt him. Um, it, it could hurt him. I don't know.
3: He's going to put up a lot of points and are going to win a lot of games, so that's certainly a nice recipe.
0: It seems to be pretty high on the criteria list, doesn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they they lost two games last year, <laughs> one one to Mishawaka Marion. Uh, Valpo was the other one. Probably shouldn't have lost to Valpo. Um, yeah, like you said, they'll get tested early, like we talked about Zinesville, for sure. They should be going into that undefeated.
3: <clears throat>
1: that Carroll games moved because of football for Carroll, but
0: did they? Uh, can, yeah, yeah, they canceled that or they postponed yeah. it.
1: Yep, yep. Um, but. Yeah, my Marcus Burton was my hot take on. I was just going to say he's doing it. It's happening. That's your that's your I take. Was going right to it. Yep. I stole your take. Yep.
0: <laughs> Jerk. Well, who knows if if Linton sweeps through and has the kind of year they could have. I mean, Joey Hart could take the South. It's just it's, it's an interesting the, and that analyzing how these votes get cast and and the different perspectives of media types of which I get a vote, which I I like and and coaches, of course, get a vote. And I mean, you know, they we all have our biases. I try not to be too partial. Uh, but, uh, you know, we all have our biases and. and um, I voted for. Braden Smith this year. I said if he got out of the sectional, I'd vote for him. He did, so I did. I think that was my I, hot take last year. Yeah, I was presuming that he would have to beat Carmel to get out of the sectional, and he did. And it's not like it was between him and CJ. And to me, there weren't any other considerations. So,
2: I think CJ would have won it had CJ stayed healthy um, or was healthy the first part of the season. Yeah. Well, that could. Be, well,
0: and, getting, and getting out of the sectional, too.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I mean Carmel, he tried everything
2: he could.
0: If Brayden couldn't get over the hump, you know that would have been that would have been a strike against him. I mean, because Brayden's not had the didn't have the best games in the world leading up to that against Carmel t- during the sectional time. Freshman year doesn't count. I mean, freshman year he burned over the top of flare screens in the whole damn game. They they got he got rid of the ball as soon as he came across half court because he was the only guy that had that could score his freshman year. Sophomore year struggled. Junior year he was exhausted because I think the game before he went off for like thirty eight. That happened to Eric Gordon too. Eric put up what he put up fifty four against Noblesville. And then the next <laughs> night he got dissected Got dissected in the sectional final game because he just was so. I mean, North Central did. He was so exhausted. So, may have been his junior. I can't remember what year that was. But, so Zach, well, if so, if we go to you now, Zach, you just got one left. Is that what's? We'll, we'll give Dominic. What's your hot? We'll let Zach. Yeah. Think of a, uh, let me think.
1: One. Let me think of a little uh, uh, a spicy one here.
0: <laughs> Zach is so calm and stoic, and his he is he's no hot takes don't involve children putting things in their mouths. They shouldn't. That's put them right. In them. Dominique, <laughs> what's your first hot take?
3: We'll stay around this Fort Wayne area. The 2-21 and 21 Carroll Chargers. Um, I got them winning 10-plus games this year and, and win wow. the sectional. winning the sectional as well. And so winning the sectional? 50. Yep. So
0: does that mean they're going to get 10 guys into the top 100 workout <laughs> this summer? I
3: uh, don't know.
0: They get one for each
3: win? I saw that last year, yeah. I, I don't know if I <laughs> agree get, with that either. <laughs> they get one
0: for each win? Is that how that works?
3: Yeah, they got 10 guys and then the coming here. Damn,
0: that's
3: a hell of a thing. But, but no, I like, you give know. Me with, credit
0: that, give me credit that took me this long to to out that situation.
3: <laughs> um, But, no, yeah, last year they started, what, three sophomores, a freshman, and then they started the big kid, the senior that, I believe went to division three school in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, but all of them guys are coming back. I like Jackson Pardon a lot. He's getting some division one interest, Kane and Hauser. I like him as well. And then last year, you know, they lost Jalen Jackson to Northrup. They lost their head coach, Marty Beasley that's been there forever. Um, so just kind of a tough situation. They started playing a lot better towards the end of the year. Um, and like I said, I like Pardon and Hauser a lot. I think they'll play it in college at a scholarship level potentially. Yeah. Um, and then there's, I think their schedule prepares them, you know, they play a, a good schedule. I mean, they got Hamilton Southeast here and they got Fishers, they got Carmel, they got North central. Um, so they got Penn uh, when that gets rescheduled. So, you know, they got a lot of teams we mentioned in the top 10 in the state, you know, that are on their schedule. So I think that's going to prepare them as well. And I got them 10, 10 wins or more. And I got them win the sectional.
0: And yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't know if those I'm not trying to suggest those kids aren't going to be good. I just didn't think a two-win team should have two kids in the top one hundred. Yeah, when you I consider when you consider some of the kids that especially the incoming seniors that didn't get in. And that that's all. Um because how that how a lot of that stuff gets decided is is a, a lot of glad handing, a lot of pats in the back. And you know, and it does take a coach to campaign for them. So there could be something said for that. There was something with him. There was a game they've got coming up, Carol. And now I've lost track of what I what my it wasn't a hot take, it just was something else where two second year coaches. Was it
3: East and, Noble?
0: Yeah, no, two second
3: uh I think East Noble's coach will be a second year.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it had anything yeah. to do with Beasley, okay. being at Calb or what, but... Nah, never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Tyler, what's, what's yours? That's I mean, that's a good one. That's a good hot take.
2: That's
0: a good one.
2: Go from 2-21 uh-huh.
0: to winning the sectional? Believe it. <laughs> Zach's given new life. We can make hot takes on wins now, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm in.
0: I mean if you've got if one of your hot takes is legitimately someone out of the blue winning a state championship or that's you know I don't want anybody god cathedral's going to repeat or carmel's going to win a state champ oh, that's no. not a hot take. No. It might be a hot take next year. <laughs> it might it might be a hot take until some of those middle school kids get back through. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: but uh go on Kyler. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of your hot take, Jim. Um, And I agree the, you know, Mr. Basketball is not going to come from central Indiana. It's going to come from Southern Indiana and it's going to be JQ Roberts. JQ Roberts is going to be the guy. I feel like that's going to win Mr. Basketball. Um, I don't really, you know, Livington north, they lose a lot of guys. I think he's going to have to do a whole lot of, a whole lot of things for them this year. And he's going to average a bunch of points, a bunch of rebounds. Um, as long as he can keep Wilmington North winning, and even if they can maybe get you know through sectional, I think he has a legit shot at winning Mr. Basketball. Um, yeah, I just don't think he gets enough talk, you know, from a lot of people. So I, I think he's going to be in for a monster senior year.
0: Yeah, they're going to have to get out of that sectional again, which I mean they did last year. Um, yeah, and if, it, obviously, if anyone thinks my predictions full of crap, they can say that too, but. I think three of us think Mark, Marcus Burton's going to get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to um, give my boy uh, JQ no, some love here. Yeah, no, that's good. No, 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 that's that's all right.
0: Um, well, and, and look, they'll. But didn't you pick South ahead of them? What?
2: Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like if if he wants to have a shot at winning Mr. Basketball, they're going to have to get. Um, they're going to have to win win some games. they have to get out of sectional. But I I do think South South's going to win it.
0: Huh. Call BS on some of that, but that's all right.
2: <laughs> okay, that's right. hot
0: text <laughs> for. All right, Zach, yeah. you're on. We'll, we'll go. We'll snake. We'll snake draft this. So we'll go, Zach. Oh gosh. Oh wait, that means Zach's out of do two in a row. <laughs> so. All
1: right,
0: give us the one you got. By the way, that Hutch and buffet behind you. I just got rid of one.
1: Oh, Yeah. You commented yeah. on that before. I've 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 shot in different locations, so oh, that's
0: uh, not a full. That's just like a wall unit okay never mind. corner hutch yeah Yeah, it's a corner hutch yeah i'm getting rid of furniture left and right if anybody wants furniture call me go go zach Uh, i'm gonna say xavier booker is not the best person
1: not the best player on cathedral this year man we're just picking on him and that has nothing to do with him himself no he's a great player but i'm just saying he's not going to be the go-to guy for cathedral this year ah who is my boy Kamari, Slaughter, coming down,
0: taking over
3: Indy. he going to be eligible? Yeah, is he eligible? Yeah.
0: Hey, he's I don't, there. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, he was my reason <laughs> for, for putting them back over Ben Davis in pre, in, a, in our
3: preview.
1: We're not talking about el- eligibility issues right now.
2: He's well, going to be the go-to <laughs> guy. he got to be
3: eligible to play. He's going to be the go-to guy in practice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep.
2: <laughs> Be the best JV player in the state. You need you need a bucket. He's gonna get
3: one in practice. Dang it, Zach! That was that was kind of mine as well. So dang,
1: hey, okay.
3: <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it wasn't exactly a hundred percent mine, but it was the gist of it. Was yeah. Okay. We we need to we okay. need to have a
0: discussion sometime we'll on Kamara on Slaughter's recruiting at some point. But yeah. All right, Kyler, I'm back gonna to
2: you. I'm stick with Southern Indiana. <laughs> this is a very stretch of a hot take, but I think Trent Sicily is going to be the leading scorer in the state this year.
0: No, that's not, yeah, that's not too bad.
2: And he's going to pair that with a averaging a double double in rebounds. I just, I, I, know they got Becker. Um, you know, he'll he'll take a lot of, you know, not a lot of weight off of Sicily this year, but I mean, it'll be a nice little beast. He's uh, not his
3: brother.
2: Becker's not his brother, though. I know. He's not the scorer his brother was. Gotcha. Right?
0: This younger Becker's not what the older one was,
2: right? Never saw the older one. Oh, you never saw the older one? Okay. Mm
3: -mm. That's what I've heard, Jim, but
0: yeah. And that was a pretty good Heritage Hills group. They just couldn't. Seemed like they couldn't, and I maybe I missed a game, maybe I missed a, a result. They just couldn't get past Bossy's quickness. It just, and then I think they didn't lose the Southridge one year as well, like it, something like that. I don't know. They they just could never get over the hump. Um, but yeah, Trent's Trent's also a little different than than his than his older brother. That's a good one. I I I don't know when the last time a sophomore leading the state and when the sophomore led a state in scoring. I just like think he looked, set up for it.
3: Did Luke Uh, Brown do
0: it? Luke Brown didn't do it, did
3: he? I know Deshaun Thomas averaged 30 as a sophomore. I don't know if that led the state, but. That could be. Romeo may have done it.
0: Now there's too too much potential information there to go sift through to figure out, yeah, Romeo could have done it. So that would be recent enough between him and Thomas for it not to be completely unheard of. But that's still a good take. I mean, it's still tough for a sophomore to do that game in and game out because you've got to take the, you know, the pounding and, you know, being the the top of the scouting report. Um,
2: I think his versatility really helps with that too because he's gotten a lot better at shooting the ball from the outside, and I think yeah. you he's going to be a lot better this year shooting it in game situations.
0: well he I wonder if he'll lose anything efficiency wise this year, maybe trying to do some things he's not quite ready for and then it, it may only possible. cost him it may only cost him two or three possessions a game, you know, but then who knows they might get rebounds I'm talking about types of shots he gets, I guess is what I'm trying to say, where he kind of presses a little bit that doesn't negate your tech your take at all. I just wonder what it will do to his efficiency.
2: It's a stretch for sure, I think, but uh, I think he's he set up well for it.
0: Yeah, they're smart. They know to get in the ball. There's some situations where that's not always the case. All right, Dominique, what's your next one?
3: Well, like I said, Zach had kind of stolen. I, I was going to say that Xavier Booker will not lead Cathedral in scoring this year. Oh, and I don't. And I don't think. I don't think it's like. You know, I don't, I don't. I think. Don't think it's a bad thing either. I mean, Cathedral for them to have success this year, like kind of like last year. I think everyone's going to have to contribute and play together. Going to have multiple guys in double figures, right around ten a game, uh, just kind of like and last year. They, They're five starters. They'll be double.
0: yeah. They'll be super balanced. Yeah. So they'll, I, they'll have the opportunity to be balanced.
3: Yeah. So my I was going to say Jaron Tibbs is going to lead them in scoring. I just seems like Jaron just like he gets gets so many. The ball just kind of comes to him. It seems like, man, offensive rebounds um, at the rim. He's really good. You know, floaters around the rim. He's a really good passer, ball handling. Just he was. I watched like ninety percent of Cathedral's games last year, and mm-hmm. I thought for most of, you know, Booker really came on at the end, and I think he really um, made them get over the hump at the end and just kind of run through the state tournament. But throughout the whole year, as a totality of the year, I think Jaron Tibbs was their second-best player um, throughout the year. I just – I love his game. Obviously, he's going to Purdue to play football, but on the court, I think he's he's really good.
0: Well, he's a two-way player too.
3: Yeah, defensively, yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's – rare at all levels. <laughs> it really – you know, and how much – sometimes there, there – I'll be anxious to see Tibbs this year to see – Sometimes there's guys, Brandon Hoeing was a kid at Batesville that was really good as a, remind me of Colson Montgomery at, Shou- at Southridge, and really good basketball player, but baseball was going to be his best sport. But it, it got to the point with Hoeing where by his, jun- by, the ju- by his junior year, he looked like a baseball player who just was really good at basketball versus a guy who was exceptional in both sports. And I'm sure still Batesville, they you know, did a lot of things for them because Batesville still had a nice run when he was there. It also happened to be the time Greensburg was going through all their talent. Um, but then flip it on the side, Montgomery always looked like a great basketball player. I mean, he would have been and should have been an Indiana All-Star. Was he an Indiana All-Star? I can't remember. Should have been. Um but he always looked like a great basketball player. That's it, tough to do that. Like, does Tibbs look like a football player who just happens to be also be good at basketball? I wonder when that starts, if that plays out this year. But he's talented. He's, he's, I like, I like his, um, I love him defensively, especially. All right. My other hot, my next hot take we need an updating on in, in how this game is played in the state of Indiana. Um, we've had shot clock discussions. I think we need to get to a point where I'm, I'm not going to say we, it's needed, but it will improve the game and we need the, uh, restriction zone underneath the basket. I've got both those in a pen tweet <laughs> on my four, on my Twitter handle for three years. I think, uh, that and erasing foul team fouls at the end of each quarter. I, I think I don't know if it counts of counting it as my as a hot as a current hot take, even though it's been in published publication for three years. It just <laughs> and, gets hotter. It yeah. just gets hotter. I mean, yeah, I look. Yeah.
1: Rekindling you, the hot take
0: fire. People people <laughs> cite these games like Linton and North Davies as reasons to have a shot clock. And that's to me, that's not the reason why you have a shot clock. You have a shot clock to cure the end of clock situations and this this is a repeated hot take but you, you have a shot clock to improve end of end of quarter end of half end of game situations where you don't have teams you know that are compelled to hold the ball or compelled to just play it out um the end of games especially it would really clean up two and three possession games there would not be this foul parade this foul fest that we have in the final 3 or 4 minutes of a game it would be defenses knowing that teams that were behind, knowing they could get caught up if they just guard. And it would, I think that would clean the game up until the final, you know, until what would be what a one possession game for the final 30. So I mean, look at the, look at NBA games. They don't start fouling each other until, you know, there's 15 seconds left to go in the game, maybe a little bit earlier in playoff games, but they play the possession game. And I think we're ready for it. The restriction zone underneath the basket if The way the game is being officiated now, where it gives the defender a chance to, to own his vertical space, whether he jumps or not, the notion that a defender who leaves his feet is no longer in legal guarding position is, is a dinosaur. It, it's no longer applied and officiating um, as, as long as they maintain their verticality. And, and it would be nice if we had a restricted area underneath the basket that was the width of the lane which would then, of course, take it pretty high up into the lane, you know, as physics of circles and arcs tend to work. Um, we would have fewer collision charges. We would have fewer injuries because of those type of situations. You would you would enable defenders to to defend a little bit better, and you would also eliminate people just undercutting drivers and guys who leave their feet these airborne collisions over grounded defenders is, is the best way to get somebody injured. Um, and restricted area reduces that widening it would damn near eliminate it. Uh, it would, you still have offensive fouls because you'd still have guys who extend their body and, and, you know, initiate contact beyond their frame, but it would eliminate a lot of these collisions that take place in a, in a given week. Uh, and you know that's just where sometimes kids get hurt I don't know I just think it makes the game safer I think it makes the game cleaner too that's it that's that's my hot take anybody hate it anybody love it
3: no I, yeah the shot clock thing the games I go to or watch don't need a shot clock but like you said end a game end a quarter all that it definitely would clean that up because it does get kind of it does get kind of weird at the end of games when it's, you know, everyone's just following and it's kind of clunky to end the game. Um, so I like that a lot uh for shot clock. Yeah. What I'll 35 thir- thirty-five seconds, you think, Jim? I
2: mean,
3: I'd like to see I'd like to see 30. 30 I've yeah, played 30.
0: with I've played with 30. I've coached with 30. It's I enjoy it more. I enjoyed coaching the in the in the three events that I've coached in that have had shot clocks. And there, there is a little bit more strategy to it, and you can tell your defense, look, if we guard a perfect possession for 30 seconds, we'll get the ball. You, you can't say that in, in, without a shot clock. I don't think it'll – and I don't know that it'll produce more scoring. If anything, it'll slow the game down a little bit and, you know, give coaches time to adjust. But uh, but anyway, that's um, – I think those those two those two things right there would really help help the high school game. We I, I think the people making those decisions at the national level, even though they've said you know shot clocks fine, I, I think there's so much resistance on making the game like the NBA or making the game like college basketball that they just sort of refuse to consider consider bigger rule changes. And I I'd, I'd like to see the game played as close to the FIFA level or the FIBA level as we can. Because I like keep, watching feet possess- basketball. Keep
1: possession arrow or get rid of
0: that too, you think? Um, no, I like the possession arrow. I don't – I think having jump balls would <laughs> would really l- lengthen the game. I, I like the possession arrow. Matt, if you had to jump center on every hell ball, what would that do to girls basketball? <laughs> I mean, it's still – there's still a lot of hell balls in those situations. <laughs> um, all right, whose turn is it? Is it my turn? You just you just did your rant. I mean, your hot take. You just did yours. All right, we snaking. <laughs> okay, so Dominique, you go ahead and go.
3: I only had two, man. I you only I had, had two? two. Yeah, I had two. I couldn't come up with. Man. I don't know. They were, they were too lukewarm to me. <laughs> we'll give one of your lukewarm takes. Well, come come back to me. Let me. I got I got out of my head when I thought I only had two. Let me. All right, all right, Kyler. What's 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 a hot, lukewarm to hot take?
2: Yeah, this one's kind of lukewarm, but I'm just gonna say it. it The 2024 class is a lot better than you know people give it credit for. Um, you know, looking at thanks to Flory. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, like, what's been the knock about the 24 class? It's very top heavy. You got like your top three players, and then it drops off. Um, I think this year those 24s break out and then it kind of wakes some people up being like, Hey, this 24 class is a lot better. Um, I'm just looking at it now. I honestly think there's, I mean, I'm looking at the top 20, 25 guys, these guys are really good players in their own right, and I think they deserve a little bit more credit than what they're given. Um, you know, with it, and I think they prove it this uh, this year. And you see a lot of guys kind of sniff some division guys that you didn't think would sniff division ones sniff a little bit you know division one coaches low majors they uh they start taking notice of some of these guys i'll, I'll never forget the
0: conversation i had with a dad who's a good dude he listens he'll hear this <laughs> he'll hear this uh, i asked him he had a son in 2021 and a son in 2024 and i asked him i said how do you think the class of 2024 compares to class 2021 he goes well, i think it's just the same i'm like no way <laughs> <laughs> no no and he's like well you just don't know it yet because those guys aren't playing varsity i said well yeah but the, the 2021 dudes were all playing varsity when they were freshmen <laughs> they were all playing varsity as freshmen not all of them but you know what i mean The definitely the the alleged top ones were i mean 2021 is just different but i thought i thought his excuse i thought his reasoning was was the funny part i it's not the bang on the class of 2024 again, but I thought his reasoning that the reason why we didn't know who they were is because they weren't playing varsity was maybe the reason why it's not as good as 2021, but it would take a lot to be better than 2021 as a whole.
2: Not even 23 is better than 21.
0: You think 23 is better than 21? No,
2: I said not even.
0: Oh yeah. I, I was like, compare. no way. Yeah, no, I 23 is deep. 21 was 21 was deep and why, you know, was studs and, and, and deep. 23 is just deep. You know, I'm not sure where I am on the stud factor yet. We'll wait and see how that plays out. Uh, re, you know, I know I'm on an island on some of that, but but that is what it is. Um, you know, 22 wasn't, 22 compares a little bit like 21 or 24. You know, where we, there might be a couple top heavy, you know, a couple of big names, CJ Gunn being one of them. I guess we sort of thought maybe umari um, Lands would have been one of those dudes too if he would have stayed in Indiana or at an Indiana school. Uh but we um yeah, we didn't Braden Smith kind of helped out that class a little bit. So all right, Zach, what's your what's your second hot take? <laughs> um kind of
1: i think i think we got a perfect storm brewing here at penn i'm, I'm going right back to Uh oh i'm going <laughs> burton mr basketball yeah kingsman state champs Uh-oh. al rhodes retires
0: oh there's a hot take there you, you think go roads
1: there you go nice. al's hanging it up after market that's a
0: good hot take zach good for you thank you yeah <laughs> Done. mic drop i'm out right
2: <laughs> and they're not too controversial either so i mean it's. They're
0: no, all for I me. Mean, those are good. Those are good. That's a good one. Look at that. Look at you. <laughs> Damn, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, I wonder when I wonder when I'll retire. I don't something gotta I'm gonna knock on wood when I say this. something tells me he's gonna like pass away during a game. Oh boy. He's gonna coach a so lot. <laughs> Him and, basil, him and basil basil would be happy if he just like during a game be like yeah i'm done yeah <laughs> it's tragic because it would be in real time basil would probably be happy with it. if i told basil right now if you, if you could if you could if you could choose where like yeah you know getting dark here like if you a could more but yeah uh, during a game would you be happy with that he'd probably be like yeah i could be good with that <laughs> Hey, I lost a mother and a grandmother this year. Damn it, I'm I can get a little dark every now and then. Um, my uh, yeah the the the, the caveat there being that Coach Mobby's lived a long and really good life so far. So, um, <laughs> Coach Rhodes retiring would be that would be that's a good hot take. Hope nothing happens to Basil now. That'd be bad. I feel bad for that. Like
2: I make it. When happen. is J.R. Holmes going to retire? That's another one.
0: I don't know. I mean, you know, Coach, you know, Coach Kiefer just retired recently. So obviously this is he just retired after last year. So we're starting to see some of some of these old time guys finally get out of it. I don't know when J.R. would what his timetable is. Is he the winningest coach tied. of all oh. time? Or do we know where that?
2: I think he is. There's something, he that's,
0: there's something that's tied to that. Let's see. Coaching records.
3: Go with your hot take,
2: Kyler. Oh, that was uh, mine was in 24 class.
3: So oh, that, was, that was it. Oh, I, that was the other I'm, one. I'm, I'm good now, Jim. I, I got one. You got one now? Nice. Got one. Kyler, I thought you were going to pull a J.R. Holmes or Bloomington South hot take out after last podcast.
2: <laughs> I, wanted to. I wanted to, but I'll just uh, stay
3: away. No, I got back to, I guess, the last, uh, what's it, the 4A podcast. Keenan Garner from Fishers is going to be widely considered by, you know, Prep Hoops or your site, Jim here at Courtside, Indiana, or whatever rankings out there as kind of a top, I don't know the number, top 10, top 15 junior in the state. That the that's move the, in? That's the kid from, yeah, at Fishers, six foot seven. Okay. Six foot seven uh, from Germany, and I guess I don't know the logistical things. I, I believe I, I, I don't know if he's. I'm assuming he's staying for next year as well, maybe. But, but no, I think just seeing some stuff on him, I think he's, he's really good. Uh, so at six seven, he can shoot it from the perimeter. He's finishing above the rim. Um, I like everything I've seen on him so far. Um, and so that, go ahead. I should have gone to the Fisher's
0: scrimmage instead of the middle school game.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have. Been. I think, Kyler, you said you're going Tuesday, right?
2: Yeah, I'll be at Ben Davis and Fisher's on Tuesday. Yeah. That'll so. be good. I'm excited.
3: Yeah, he'll – Holmes
0: start. has mm-hmm. – Holmes has 880 wins. It's a lot of – that's, that's a
2: lot of wins. You think he'll try to go 1,000 and then he'll just be like, all right, I'm done.
0: I mean, that's probably nine more years. I don't know. Yeah, that is. <laughs> 120 more wins.
2: And I don't know what South's got coming up. I don't know if they've got a middle school or um, if they got some players coming in. So he still finds ways to wins, though.
0: He has 350. He has won 70% of his games, 352 losses. He's got more losses than a lot of really good coaches have wins, and he's still winning 70% of his games. So it's pretty good. pretty good record. They, they just, this one just has active way. Here we go. All time. coaching. <clears> there we go. Yep. He's 15 ahead of Kiefer Kiefer decided he wasn't going to catch him, decided to hang it up. That was what we, we were told <laughs> when he finally. Anyway. All right. I got a hot, wait, did you have one Dominique? I just gave mine.
3: <laughs> oh, that was what that was. Okay. Yeah, Keenan Garner.
0: All right. My last hot take I, I, again. I think we've talked about this before. I think the transfer rules need to be revamped. Um, I think there needs to be more clarity. If if anything, this is just calling out the IHSA a little bit. I, I think they need to adhere to the rules. If both schools sign off on it, it's not really maybe a hot take, but if both schools sign off of it, just step out of the way. In, unless you can prove undue influence, which parents disliking their situation and wanting to leave is not undue influence. If, if parents are undue influence on their kids, then we need to rethink <laughs> – we need to rethink how we handle these transfer rules. But, And, and the, the, the first – the second part of that would be if you transfer to the school where you live, you should just be automatically automatically eligible regardless of where you came from. It's the Jordan Brewer situation. He went public to public. Um, the HSA doesn't really consider that. Going private to public they don't sweat it but going public to public for some reason they sweat it even though the state of indiana doesn't care where you live where you go to high school versus or relative to where you go to high school the IHSA doesn't care where you enroll or where you live when you enroll as a a freshman they basically shouldn't care if the if the family decides for whatever reason to transfer to the school that where they live because it makes life easier for them that's um I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Maybe you do. I don't know. That's my last hot take. Good way to end it. It is. I like Zach's. Zach's to me was the, the biggest surprise. Nice. Al Rose. Good job, Zach. Hey, thanks. That, that's a hot, that's <laughs> the hottest of hot takes. All right, Zach, what games are you going to this week? Um,
1: I'm going to go to LaPorte. It is coming to Riley. I think Tuesday night I'm going to hit that one up. See my guy, Alex Daniel, Marvin Schindler's on that team. I like him a lot, sophomore this year. He got a couple other pieces, too. See how they do against LaPorte. Um, And then, what did we talk about Wednesday night? I'm going to Hammond-Knoll at Munster, I think.
0: That'd be good. You can do that one. Hammond-Knoll's got some influx of talent there, so they should be a little bit better. Jaden Rayna moved
1: in, and then Trilly's still at – I know he's committed, but Trilly's still at Munster and – David Cundiff's tough guard for them too. So
0: Yep. You know Josh at all, his brother? No. Oh. Well, tell him I said hello. All right. He listens. I can't remember whether something we talked about once that I referred to in the podcast. I was, was sort of sub subtweeting him, so to speak. Something happened. I can't remember what the heck it was. He'll he'll text to remind me. Dominique, what games are you
3: looking forward to this week? I think um Wednesday, Concordia at Leo, potentially oh, heading, up, heading out that way. Uh, for that, uh, Saturday I was going to Carol Penn, but apparently that's rescheduled or postponed. Yeah, it's been postponed, postponed. Um, so that and Tuesday, I'll probably be on online watching. Probably, probably watching that Fisher's Ben Davis game. Yeah. Kyler.
2: Yeah, I got I got a busy week. I will uh I'll be at Fisher's Ben Davis. Uh, looking real forward to that game, and then the other you know I got IU games Wednesday and Friday. But Saturday, I think I'm going to make the trip uh to Terre Haute and go to the gobbler oh, yeah. the morning portions of the gobbler games. Uh, oh, you're going to be at the morning games, probably. Yeah, more than likely. I yeah, uh, I mean. Uh, Jackson Ryan, who's the head coach at Mitchell, one of my best friends, so I like to go uh, watch Mitchell every now and again. And so, and you think the
0: Flying Tomato is going to be local, or is he going to be back home?
2: I asked him. I'm, I'm, I I'm uh, well, he's. I think he's going to uh, the Bengals and Titans game on Sunday, so he might be going to Nashville okay. this weekend. But I hope he's around. If he's around on Saturday, I will definitely see him. But yeah, those Gobbler games are at rolls Holman. So
0: I'm I'm guessing between that and Thanksgiving, he he's going to be down in Cora Dunn.
2: Could be, yeah. I don't know. I need to get in touch with him
0: for the holidays. I looked at going to Terre Haute Saturday for the evening games.
2: It's a good or start. Night nice evening.
0: I'll be at Warren tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday. I'll be at Warren tomorrow. See the return of Jalen Hooks. Beat Carmel, Zionsville Tuesday, Wednesday. Garen and Park Tudor. Um. Friday, I don't know yet. Probably Lapel Anderson. Saturday, I might be heading down to Lagodi, watching the the opening round of uh, the, the first two games of their little shootout down there. Evansville Christian will be playing. Lagodi will be playing. Um, Liberty Christian will be playing. And then I've been tinkering with the idea of going to Terre Haute for those night games. And then, if not, possibly Providence um, hosting Brownstown. So I'll do a quick Southern Indiana tour. Well, before the roads get crappy. <laughs>
2: I'll be in Southern Indiana all week because of nice. Thanksgiving, so. All right, well, let me
0: read this real quick. Then we'll come back with our locks of the week. Thank you for listening to Courts in Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review and you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram, if Twitter still exists, at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND. And you can also look for us at Facebook on, at Courtside Indiana. Check us out there. We're going to be cross-posting all of our content on um, on Facebook as well as Twitter. Um, the free stuff will still be free. The The paid stuff, the paywall stuff will still be the paywall need to talk to Dominique about what the difference between those two types of (laughs) articles are, those two types of writings. But uh, Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at BoxOutSports.com. And as Zach always points out, it's not just for basketball. It's for all sports and athletics directors and club directors should definitely be taking a look at that for the awesome graphics. All right, Zach. Who are your locks of the week?
1: Um, uh, I'm sticking with that Riley Laporte game. I'm going Riley, Riley's going to win that one, and I'm going to go down Central Indiana for the next one. I'm thinking Ben Davis over Zionsville Saturday.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good game. That's I that game at one thirty sucks because I was looking. I'm looking forward to going down to that Lagodi thing, and then Ben Davis is playing Zionsville at one thirty on Saturday. So you got Ben Davis over Zionsville. Yep. So that'll be a little bit of a revenge factor. Tyler, who are your locks of the week?
2: I'm going to go with uh, Northwood over Fort Wayne Concordia on uh, the 26th. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Cathedral over Jeffersonville on Saturday
3: as well. Nice. Dominique. I have Concordia over Leo on Wednesday, and then I have Central Indiana. I have Lawrence Central over Mount Vernon-Fortville this week as well. I think that's Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: I'm going to kind of do what Zach did, stick with the games I'm going to maybe, right? Saturday, I'm picking Providence over Brownstown. Ooh. And because it's at Carmel, and because these guys have gone back and forth the last few years with the home team winning the last four games, I'm picking Carmel over Zionsville. One, two, three, four. Talk about tournament, regular season games. Although Carmel hasn't played Zionsville. In the, well, yeah, they have regionals. Yeah, the last five, well, five counting. The last five games, the, the home team has won this game. So I'm count—I'm counting on Carmel to beat Zionsville to start the year. Um, Carmel's going to start, might start kind of a small lineup, smaller than what I even thought it would. I guess I'll have more on that Tuesday night.
3: But Two tough games for Ben Davis starting the year. Well, just
0: like they did last year. They were 0-2 last year start the year and then what they didn't lose. We're cutting into Ben Davis last year, lost their first two games and went on to win one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 games. They didn't lose again until the County tournament. And then they got beat by Decatur central. So, so all right, guys. Awesome. Next week we'll be able to talk about games. Sure. Don't everybody don't everybody cheer at once. Yeah. Next week we'll no, be able to I talk about back. games. Basketball's back. Starts tomorrow night. Warren Central Tech for me. Looking forward to it. Dominique, thank you, Zach. Thank you. Good good hot take, Zach. Proud of you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Tyler, good job. Um, thank you. And we'll we'll see everybody next week. See you. later. Bye.